you know, whether you, you go into a, a local networking group, business networking group or something like that, you will get that peer referral of, have you spoken to Adam at Insight? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he did this for us or I know he brilliant. did some work for yeah. such and such. It's usually what they say. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was average. Hello and welcome to the Videography Network. I'm here today with Andy Hubbard of Appleby Marketing. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely a pleasure. I think we originally booked this in almost two years ago. Yes. Uh, before certain things around the world happened, which we're not going to go into yeah, today. Absolutely. Um, but uh, it's been a long time coming, but I'm, I'm glad to finally sit down with you. Finally got round to it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself uh, and about Appleby Marketing to start with. So my background started at what was Southfields College in, in Leicester studying uh, graphic design. And there was elements of marketing communications in that. Um, and then having worked in both sales, but predominantly marketing in-house for various businesses throughout the years, finally took the plunge um, and set up Appleby Marketing back in November 2019, mm. um, oblivious to what was coming down the train tracks at us, um, which kind of changed the industry. Yeah. Um, certainly made life interesting from a new business point of view. But here we are pushing two and a half years later. And uh, yeah, things are really picking up and, and doing well. Fantastic. And I think obviously what what we've all been through for the last two years, a lot of people needed some advice and some help with their marketing. I know even we did, you know, uh, needed that sort of just help in the right direction because I think there's so been more reassurance for people mm. um, that they just wanted a, a hand on the shoulder to say, yes, you, you're doing the right thing. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, we offer marketing and, and PR services across the board to most industry sectors. Um, so it's been uh, quite interesting seeing that it doesn't matter what industry, industry you've been in or are in, everybody's in the same boat and asking very similar questions. So yeah, ultimately yeah. it's about targeting the right customers, getting the messaging right, ultimately generating leads to follow up that will lead into sales. But it doesn't matter if you're industrial, B2B or a um, accountant, you've still got to do the same similar things. The basics. Forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Amazing. And and so tell me, we were talking off camera about how you used to do sales and marketing, um, but you're finding that a lot of people now, it works really well for you because you, you tie the two together in the kind of process that you take your clients through. Yeah. I, I, the, the experience that, that we've got in terms of the, the sales and, and the boardroom side of things is fairly unique with a marketing company. So when we're delivering campaigns, whether it's a standalone campaign or you know, or a, a longer term project, we're always looking at how we're engaging with the sales teams and how the sales teams are engaging with the clients um, or their customers um, to make sure that what we're doing is correct. Quite often within organizations of you know, various sizes, you'll find that what marketing think they're doing isn't in effect what's happening from the sales side of things and the messaging is is 
missed. Yeah. So it's important to get that buy-in from the very top of an organization right the way through to the sales guys who are ultimately selling the product and then engaging with the customers to make sure that the message you started with is the one that they've taken. Otherwise, it turns into a bit of Chinese whispers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I always think that, uh, you know, especially video marketing is such a powerful tool and the sales team should really be you know, tapping into that to use it to their advantage, but it doesn't always happen, I and, find. And I think um, the the word that we were trying to not mention, COVID, yeah. has meant that everybody has seen video in a whole new light. Yeah. Um, you know, the likes of Zoom, Microsoft Teams, we hadn't necessarily heard of them before the, the pandemic, and then all of a sudden it's common currency. Yeah. Um, so in its basic form, video is being used more than it ever has been. Mm. And people are seeing the benefits of, well, let technology do the miles rather than sending a sales team around the country, knocking on doors, meeting customers. You can utilize marketing and video and technology to work hand in hand to have those client meetings. And instead of it taking a day to get from John O'Groats to Land's End to have a meeting, it's all done and dusted within 45 minutes to an hour and yeah. you're on the next call. Yeah. And what we found actually with a lot of the the, the, the sort of digital approach uh, throughout the last two years has been that people have become more confident on camera. Mm. So they don't mind now sitting in front of the lens and saying a few words because essentially everybody had to get used to it, didn't they? For yeah, Zoom calls. And, and, and now uh, you're faced with people trying to kill themselves, crossing roads, doing Video videos calls. Yeah. to the mates and things walking yeah, yeah. down the high street. So yeah. it's I mean, that was inevitable though with the digital, <laughs> the digital age that came in. I yeah. mean, the, the amount but, of times. No, I think more people are happy to yeah. to do video now in, in whatever format. And, yeah. and even down to, I don't know what the statistics are, but people FaceTiming, uh, video calling their friends, their family, whereas before it was just a, a phone call. Yeah. There's there's far more interaction. So right the way in a private lives through to the office, it's changed. Yeah. yeah. Hugely. 100%. So just going back to uh, working in marketing, anybody that knows my story knows that I used to work for a company in the marketing department and it was for a specific industry that was very hard to market and make look sexy. And it was for the uh, the lift industry. Mm-hmm. So um, I always make, I always chuckle when I, when I speak to marketers because I know how difficult it can be. Uh, just a little bit of a curveball question to you. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to market in your time? Interestingly, we've never had this conversation uh, my wife works in the lift industry. Wow. And uh, I've done a bit of work. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. No way. Um, so, yeah, there's there's interesting challenges yeah. uh, with those sort of things. We were fortunate that they had some very good uh, – one of their engineers was a photographer. Right. So he got unlimited access to his clients, got their permission, and we got some interesting photography to use in it. Yeah. Um, so – it was more visually led, right. shall we say, because it was also a um, contract pack. So it was quite mundane. But yeah, we it was a challenge. If you're in um, the industry, you loved it, basically. Yeah. The lift, yeah. The lift nerds would be all over. My, my wife is an absolute lift anorak. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, know. I was for, me for saying that as well. I, I was for a while. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I know a few as well from my time, but uh, <laughs> we won't. We, this isn't the 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 elevator podcast, unfortunately. No, no. We, we should start that on the side, though. Yeah, um, there's definitely some. I don't think one exists. I don't think one exists. Not that I've looked. Um, just to uh, change tracks a little bit, and let's uh, get back onto the, the the video marketing. So I have been involved in video production through what I feel is the real video age you know i take it back to when facebook live started to become a thing mm -hmm. and everybody was encouraged get onto your facebook you know promote your business do a live talk about whatever and off the back of that it's exploded throughout all of social media and all the new apps that have come along you know the latest being tiktok let's um let's face it that's the the current mm -hmm. you know yep. go to market for, for a lot of people now um so tell me how important is video marketing to a company's brand? I think in this day and age, it cannot be overstated. Um, you, you've got to use it along with the other sort of marketing tools, but ultimately it's a standard currency to get your brand out there in front of your clients or prospective clients and promote uh, in a face-to-face -face manner, mm. um, albeit virtually. Um, because ultimately, people buy from people, um, and and that won't ever change. So, artificially getting in front of people and telling stories—I mean, let's let's face it—PR, um, for example, is more believable than an advert because it's written word and it feels more natural than a story. So, if you've got somebody who's telling you physically about something and it's interesting, they will listen, they will sit up. And visually, you will stimulate them and they'll probably remember you more than just looking at a, an advert or an article in the, in the press. Have you found that your clients have bought into video marketing recently? What's the kind of, what's the scope I, out there? I think you've probably got three, three types of people. There's the, the first type that's fully engaged, embracing video, um, the, the, doing corporate videos, doing uh, social media posts and are going for it full tilt. You've got the, the uh, cautious uh, engagers who, no, they should be doing more, but they're they're doing bits perhaps on social media. Mm -hmm. They've not quite taken the full step. And then you've got the the other type that pay lip service to it a little bit. No, they should be doing more, but really don't understand why or necessarily the benefits of doing um, video marketing, um, and and tend to almost abstain from it. Yeah, and I, we. Is budget an issue? Do you find that a lot of your clients are sort of budget? Budget's huge, yeah. Uh, as in terms of an issue, often the, the the last example are assuming that video marketing is going to be cost prohibitive. It's going to be far too expensive mm. uh, a, a tool to use, um, and the ones who tend to be going full tilt are the ones that realise actually is quite a cost-effective way of communicating with people mm. because it isn't as expensive as you would imagine. You know, it's not a Spielberg production, for example. Yeah, it, it doesn't always have to be. And, and that's something that we always try to get across when we have those initial talks with with a potential client. Um, that There always is that question mark around budget because, I mean, look, full bells and whistles, video production isn't cheap um, yep. if you do it properly. But there are ways to bring that cost down, you know, 
smaller shoots, you know, utilizing full days to create. I mean, I mean, one of the packages that we offer to our clients, it's only a day's filming, but it creates three months worth of content. Now, if you work out the, the financials behind that, then to me, that makes a lot of sense. And we, we created that with these kind of clients in mind where budget becomes the, the sort yeah. of the bottleneck. And, and I think it's the same across the whole sort of marketing spectrum mm. um, that, well, we can't afford marketing. It's too expensive. Yeah. Okay. Well, from a marketing perspective, one of the first conversations you have to be having is what is your budget? And, you know, are, are you going to be offended if I tell you it's going to be X? Well, mm. yes. Okay. Then we shake hands and we walk away because it's yeah. not for you. Um, but ultimately, there is a strategy for everybody. And again, with, with Appleby, what we try and do is if there's tasks that can be done in-house by the company, we'll get them to do that because, mm. you know, it's it's quick wins. The Makes actual sense. social media posting side of things that accompanies a video, the words can be done in-house by one of the team. Yeah. Who else knows the business better? The video has to be done externally, but you can marry the two together. So it's all about putting the budget where you need to with what you've got available and, and cutting your cloth accordingly. Now, Bigger organizations or organizations that, that are too busy, that don't have the internal resources, great. There's any number of companies out there that will provide social media posts on your behalf. Yeah. Um, so again, it's it it's scalable. Exactly as you were describing with the, the video production side of things. If your budget is limited, then let's have a look what we can get the best bang for your book with and go down that approach. You see, a lot of video companies that that I know of and even freelancers they'll have the discussion with the client um but they won't outright say what's your budget because they they're they're scared of I guess you know going in and, and, and too low maybe I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what it is maybe it's just a fear of it's an awkward question so with marketing is it slightly different do you go in and say right okay what's your budget and then and then you pl create a plan for them yeah I, I mean ultimately I mean, I've said it to to any number of sales teams in the past, it's it's okay going and trying to sell a Ferrari mm. and the the customers looking at it going, that's lovely. I really like that. Can we have a test drive? Yeah. If their budget is a mini, they're never going to buy a Ferrari. Yeah. So you've got to get that elephant out of the room as quickly as you can yeah. to understand what it is you're talking about in terms of scale of projects, size of projects, mm. available budget because we can, you know, spend a lot of money in the world of marketing. But ultimately, if the client's not got that money to spend and or it won't serve a purpose, there's no point doing it. So you re you have to be realistic with what you're talking about. And the best way to do that is ascertain what budgets. Now, it may be in the first instance that you go away and put... Um, a light, a middle, and a heavyweight campaign plan together and say, where's your budget sit within this? Yeah, yeah that's... Which elements do you like? Well, I like that from the heavyweight, but yeah. okay, well, we can ta tailor it because with clients, whatever product or service you're selling, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So until they see something in front of them as a, as, as a scope, yeah. they're, they're not going to be able to make a decision. Um, unfortunately, there's too many businesses out there these days that sell social media, for example, or mm. we can do social media marketing for you. Fine. It's an element of a wider marketing plan. Yeah. And 
on its own, there might be a great return on investment for those people. But ultimately, it's an element that needs to be considered as part of a wider plan. Otherwise, and I've spoken to clients before who have invested in a particular type of marketing and it's just not worked for them. Yeah. And when you look at it from an outsider's point of view, you can see why. Well, stop wasting your money because that's ultimately what you're doing. Yeah. Let's look at how we can channel that that budget into other areas whether it be video marketing, uh, PR or, or whatever, that's going to generate and stimulate the interest in people to ultimately generate leads and increase sales in your business. 100%, 100%. Um, is there any... Is there any like pattern to budget? Is, do people come out like in, at the start of the year and say, this is what we're going to spend or is it is it completely random? Um, I think recent events have changed a lot of people's mindset. So, so typically um, marketing services were offered on retained basis and, and that's great from a budgeting point of view. You know how much you spend in each month. Um, from a marketing business point of view, you know, how much time you commit in each month. So it works well. However, with COVID, the budgets went out the window and clients now seem to be very much more project motivated. Um, so you will have a client that you've been working with for many, many months, but they'll be paying on a month by month basis, on an invoice basis, rather than committing for 12 months, say, on, on a retained basis. Mm. So the whole situations change massively from that side of things um certainly for the smaller businesses so yeah. they may come to you initially and i can afford this now what can you do yeah fine we'll, we'll cut a cloth accordingly on that one um and hopefully then in the future as they realize that they're getting um good service they're getting good return on their investment they'll be able to invest more money yeah, yeah, in the long run, and I often get that. I often get that from clients where they'll say, "This, uh, this, this is just kind of like you know the, the first project we'll work with. It's going to definitely lead to more work if you can do it for this budget." And 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 of course, then you take that risk of do you, do you do you do it? And you know what? Most of the time, I've found that it has led to them coming back, and yeah. maybe this time around they've they've got a proper budget. Or I think as well, you guys are, are similar to. Appleby insofar as we are looking for long-term relationships with the clients because ultimately that's where the client gets the best return on their investment because you are a natural extension to their team. Yeah, um, You understand their business and you can have open conversations with them to, to sort of, not, not necessarily negatively, but call them out on things and mm. say, well, originally we started going down this path. Is that now where you want to go because everything's telling us to go down this route yeah. because you understand the business you've been more embedded within that yeah yeah like an arm of the yeah exactly the, yeah. and 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 that return is is far greater because you've not got to keep asking people what about product x you know the product you understand the product you created content for it previously so you can you know you're not having to to do everything from scratch yeah. you're able to move forward in a constructive way using the assets that you've previously created yeah. whether, whether and the knowledge physical. as yeah, well yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah. when i started out in video production i assumed that my perfect avatar if you will um, my perfect contact would be somebody who works within a marketing company 
And I tried everything to connect with as many as possible. And to start mm. with, in my naivety, inexperience, I just bombarded as many people as I could with emails. Um, this is uh, before the uh, you know the, the strict ruling about um, <laughs> what's it called GDPR. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so nowadays maybe not. But for me, Andy, you're you're the perfect contact because people are reaching out to you for a marketing strategy, and usually you'll you'll probably talk about video at some point and then I'm hoping that you'll 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 come to insight that's that's the whole point so how does a videographer out there connect with a marketer what's the best way to do it because those emails didn't work it was just a, too cold going into too cold no trust yeah, you, and you just get lost if you're not careful yeah um, with within you know the millions of other emails that people get I think ultimately your your craft, your art is visual. So you've got to produce visual content that catches people's eye. You've got to catch my eye. Yeah. Um, I think from um, going back to a sales point of view, and I've said to the sales guys in the past, you can be the best salesperson in the world, yeah. but that's only 50% of it. Yeah. The other 50% is split down to being in the right place at the right time with the right product or service offering. Yeah. Um, so if you are not pitching it to the right people at the right time, you'll just go into a folder somewhere and be forgotten about, yeah. which leads to the second approach, which is you've got to be seen as a business. You've got to be in, not necessarily in people's faces all the time, but yeah. people have got to be comfortable. I think they say with radio advertising, you don't hear a radio ad for the first six plays. And after that, it, you then irritatingly with earworms singing the jingle and everything else yeah but ultimately it's that point that you need to get to that people automatically associate insight yeah with being the videographer of choice to go to when they when they need it yeah hoover yeah, mm. yeah. it's a brand name yeah yeah you know, it's a vacuum cleaner, but we all refer to it as Hoovers and Dysons making inroads in that. But yeah, that's, yeah. you know, ultimately you're going to buy a Hoover. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so essentially video video uh, production companies should be visual, should be out there on a daily basis, just staying in people like yourselves' minds so that when you get the next inquiry that for video, it says that you remember. Absolutely. It? I mean, and, and from a simplistic point of view, Am I going to employ the services of a painter and decorator whose business or house has got paint peeling off the windows or the fascias and everything? Else? You're not going to do it. No. Because they're, they're not representing themselves in a true light. So yeah. you, you are in control of your destiny on that. My, my dad's a painter and decorator and he when, when he has like a couple of days spare, he will just redecorate his house. Yeah. Uh, or mine, <laughs> if I can get him in. Okay. So yeah, that, I know exactly what you mean. Um, so I guess that brings us to the next point and, and it's the most important part of this podcast really. It's to do with trust, right? So let's say we've 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 been very vibrant on social media and we've caught your eye we've done some creative things we've maybe targeted marketers which we have done in the past um we did we, we actually did some videos that were aimed at marketers um giving top tips on how to do this that and the other yeah. graphic design video everything um and they were out there and and we were hoping that andy hubbard is going to click on his linkedin or his youtube search for top tips on a certain aspect of marketing and we pop up and you watch our video you like us you reach out. That yep. That's kind of not too far dissimilar to how how we met in a way. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but 
my point being off off the back of that we we've we've broken through the the initial um awkward stage and we're now you know friends uh, in, in work work colleagues whatever you want to say it's so important that when somebody asks you for video you trust us to do a good job because essentially it's your neck on the line now because you're yes. you're advising to that to your client these guys are either an extension of Appleby marketing or there's a partnership in place so tell me how important is that trust element it can't be overstated i think ultimately what you're looking to is develop a relationship with as you said someone you can trust yeah someone who is technically competent and capable but that you can relate to and work with mm. going back to the point i said earlier people buy from people so if i'm employing the services of a uh, videographer i need to make sure there's some sort of chemistry there there's some sort of um, synergy between us there are any number of suppliers of both marketing PR services, digital media, video, video. services, yeah. the whole lot. And you've got to look for a round peg in a round hole. It's exactly the same as recruiting for internal staff. You've got to make sure that fit is absolutely right. Because if it's not, you might work with them once and that's it. Yeah. And to my mind, that's, that's dead time because you've not got that long-term relationship in place. Mm -hmm. And you might do that. You might have to do that because that's what your budget is dictates you do but ultimately you i'm always looking to work with an organization who i can forge a long-term relationship with um that is a natural relationship and complements and and on the plus side then there's the reciprocal business that comes out of it and yeah when you're talking to a, a video client and they're looking for a particular service you can refer somebody else in yeah and similarly that's how i would approach it um from from my side as well so it it's trust it's that hot you've got to make sure that fit is right mm. and and you do need to look at it perhaps not quite as formally as a, a job interview but that's not the kind off. of mindset that you need to be going into it with you know can i work with this person going forward are they going to add value to my business mm. and just to put it on the other to look at it from your side what do you how do you so let's say we get on really well and then we go and do a a project for you and it's no good not that that would happen at insight video but how do you proof check that the videographer is any good what what are you looking for in a person's portfolio to say yes this matches the appleby sort of brand and strategy you will see from the 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 work that they've submitted to get them the other side of the table to, yeah. to have that meeting face to face to start with but then it's also the testimonials they're client testimonials um word of mouth and and good companies when you're you know whether you you're going to a, a local networking group business networking group or something like that you will get that peer referral of of have you spoken to adam at insight yeah oh yeah 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 he's, he did this for us or i know he brilliant. did some work for yeah. such and such it's usually and, what they say yeah yeah <laughs> sure yeah yeah it was it was average <laughs> but no six that, out of ten that's the the thing that really starts selling it that then puts it on my radar to be saying i need to have a conversation with these guys because yeah. i'm hearing too many positives and it's going back to what we were saying before about the whole pr side yeah of things. yeah you believe what you hear mm. and what you read 
in the in your own comfy environment. So so it's testimonials essentially. Yeah. 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 And, and and why would a video company go in and do a video for someone without getting a testimonial for themselves? And and you, you know why? It's because as as video producers or video agency owners or freelancers, we're not thinking about ourselves. We're out there. We we get sent in to do a job. We we have a storyboard. We have a shot list. We have the lights, the cameras, the audio. It's all we're thinking about. There's so much to think about. And the last thing we ever think about is ourselves. And so the most important thing we've done at Insight recently in the last 12 months is behind the scenes footage mm -hmm. to show that we're out there, to show what it looks like, show we're real. And we've got, you know, staff and faces but we've also always now grabbed a member of the team from the client and said, could we just, could you just say a few words? Yeah. Um, we did it recently for Sturgis Motors and the the testimonial that we got was so good. We've worked with them for years. Why has it taken this long to get a testimonial? And I think any business is the same. Yeah. They're so busy trying to out. promote or sell product. They're not promoting themselves. Yeah. Um, and and from a from a marketing perspective, we're no different. Mm. We we spend a lot of time marketing our clients and not necessarily marketing ourselves. And, yeah, you know. And, and I think a lot of uh, the problems that video um, agencies do as well um, is we'll do a fantastic video for somebody. So let's say something very niche, like a manufacturing company, and we'll post the video, and it means everything to the client and their circle and their audience and their target target. But what does it mean to your average? Joe, it, it, it's not necessarily exciting. It's not really proof that we will work for, let's say, a sports company further down the line or something like that. So, yes, you can post your portfolio. Obviously, have a have a, a portfolio page to send people to. Um, but what you know, what good does posting a client's video on our social media do? You know, but then if if you post a behind the scenes video of that shoot with a testimonial included. That's so much more powerful. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's about breaking down barriers as well. I mean, who'd who'd have thought? Um, was it inside the factory? You're watching Greg Wallace, uh, how they make Easter eggs or Christmas cards or socks or whatever it is. Yeah, but it's strangely captivating it is, because yeah. of how the video is put together and yeah. the content. Do, do I have an interest in those things? Not necessarily. Not. But the the filming of it has sold that yeah and yeah. and and it's always about getting the messaging right for who you're trying to attract you don't necessarily want 50 phone calls from people saying i saw your video it was lovely yeah thanks great aunt ward yeah yeah um, what i want is two or three phone calls from potential clients going i've seen your work yeah and i'm really interested we need to have a conversation yeah, 100%. We had something similar from, so we, we do a lot of property videos. Obviously, it's a massive industry and it's really hot at the moment, especially during the pandemic with the whole uh, stamp duty thing. It just went crazy. Um, and, and also people working from home, they suddenly had to sort of, you know, have room for a studio, which they realized maybe they, uh, not a studio, a home office. Yep. We need a, a home studio. They needed a home office. So so they they suddenly maybe needed to either uh, move home or have an extension or, or you know, renovate. Um, and so we, we we saw a massive a massive drive in that. And so what we did was we started to do, um, we created a landing page and on that landing page is a video and it's just me talking to camera, explaining why you need videos in your property business. And we've had such a great um, response to that because people are out there and they realize this is a booming industry. We need to be showing it off, We you know, 
property is a great example similar to Sturgis it just looks good on camera doesn't it and all those you only have to think of all those daytime television shows they're there for a reason people are watching uh, location 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 as an example people um, buying and selling homes it's an attraction you know renovating homes the before the after it's 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 entertainment as well and people are nosy People are nosy. They like yeah. going into other people's houses. Yeah, yeah. They, they want to know how much it's worth and how much uh, it, it could sell for and what the renovation added on and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's a, a good example of a video that's worked for us. Um, and, and again, it was um, it was just a case of recording some top tips for, for property videos and then whacking it on a landing page. I think as well, you can't underestimate... Um, video in a supportive role as well so if you're rolling out a campaign or you've created a white paper uh, a technical white paper that's a bit bone uh, but ultimately you're backing that up with top tip videos or snippets from that document Mm. uh, to camera that's posted on social media it will have far more attraction and a wider appeal to mm. your target audience than just saying hey we've got a white paper yeah well look at you and until they actually until the, the, the client actually sees a little snippet from that thing actually I, I didn't know that or yeah. that would be useful um, so it's it's not just looking at video as the big headline thing it's using video as i said before as an element of a wider strategy, strategy yeah yeah to to support the other activities that are going off yeah 100 percent. and it, it, that reminds me of um and we won't mention the client but we're working together on a, a current uh, project what started out as i think you had uh, some instructions and now working on those you've realized we need a video yep how to play as well as instructions. It's a board game where we can give them that. Yeah. Um, we won't say the name just yet, but it, it, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, but yeah, I think you were working on the instructions for the board game and then that evolved into, hang on a second, we need a video how to play. And, yep. and I think also a video of how to set up. Assembly, yeah. Assembly, yeah. So we've got gameplay, we've got yeah. instructions, we've got set up and yeah. then hopefully a, an interview with the, the inventor. With, with the inventor. And then you've also got a great website and some great marketing materials being created so it's like you said video is one part of a huge strategy mm. in order to sell the the end product which is the you know and i, and I think where, where people don't often cash in on the uh videographer is when you've got somebody from a business that's committing time to sit down without distractions of day-to-day work and talk about a product a service or them to then be able to to run the transcript from that, you have any number of um, elements that you can create from whether they've referenced a quote like you you just did there with Sturgis, yeah. Um, whether it's a bit of history that you didn't know or a particular application that's different, these are things that, from a marketing perspective, we can extract from that video and turn into. Uh, testimonials can turn into product literature, can yeah. turn into social media posts that mm. link to the video yeah, yeah. or a standalone. So, it, and it all comes from having that person sat as we are now, yeah. just talking. Yeah, yeah. So they've they've committed their time. Absolutely. That's the big um, asset capture 
And then from that comes any number of other things. Yeah, yeah. And, and you'd be surprised how often a client will ask me, oh, can we get snippets of this as well? You know, as well as the longer mm. piece of um, content, C- can you do us a couple of sound bites? And it's almost assumed now. We assume that that's going to be part of it. I I, quite, I include that in my quote because why wouldn't you? I, I want this video to be a success for you. If you're not chopping up a longer piece of content, then it's not going to be a success. Um but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to hear it from the marketing side as, as well. Um, I, just to end, then tell me, um, you've you've obviously been involved in, in in marketing and the bigger picture. But in terms of video marketing, what's the what's the best example that you've got for me that you've seen either you know anywhere in 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 the video world? That's a very good question. There's so, there's so many there's so many examples these days. It's it's almost overwhelming. But I, I tend to like the um... The spoof ones, the, right? The, the, anything that doesn't take themselves too serious, yeah, yeah, and 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 that's rich because a lot of my experiences come from the corporate world. But yeah. those those sort of videos um, is going back. Was it Hamlet cigars? Right, back in the day, not very PC these days. No, uh, but the uh, the guy that was with the comb over the character, the Rabsi Nesbit actor right comb over and sat in a photo booth and every time he went to have his photo taken the seat moved his hair moved or yeah, something yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's it's anything like that so like a bit of comedy element to it yeah yeah it's just doesn't again, take itself too a bit, seriously light hearted right yeah, I, I like all that sort of stuff i'm trying to think of something that's- well well let me let me butt in because you've you've put you've brought ideas to my mind um something quite recently actually obviously we're living in a world of where where Twitter is a lot of people's news now. They go to Twitter for their news. So there's a comedian on Twitter who actually um, does spoof MP um, videos. What is basically a more exaggerated version of what exists out there at the moment. Um, And hilariously, people can't tell the difference and believe that she is an MP and she gets a lot of abuse, but therefore also a lot of eyeballs on her account right. more yep. followers yep. her followers have jumped massively since she started doing um she basically acts out that she is an mp and people can't tell the difference and she gives these r- ridiculous um you know opinionated videos out there and it's all done in, in in with laughs in mind but people take it seriously and the i guess that says what the state of british politics is at the moment that people can't tell the difference between satire and the real thing um, but she she's she's become very famous. Her Twitter account has exploded because of these uh, uh, satire videos that she creates. Um, and so that you know, comedy is a is, is a strange one. We I always say that comedy is very difficult to pull off in in video. Yeah. Um, uh, not not uh, talking TV or anything like that. I'm talking uh, the occasional time that someone has come to us with a with a a funny idea for their video um, explainer video or for their video marketing. It's always very difficult. And there's been times where it's completely fell flat and we've had to rejig everything. Um, but there've been other times where it's worked really well. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it's, if it works well, it really, it really goes far because you, it, you're more likely to get things. I think, I think the British like a bit of self deprecation absolutely and absolutely. and if you can work that in yeah subtly mm. it's it's fantastic yeah you, you don't need a lot i know there was the um the recent ad was it kfc where there were issues that you know who'd have thought that a fried chicken 
company would run out of chicken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it happened, and they they did um, a clever ad where they'd uh, posted their normal KFC bucket, but uh, instead of KFC, they'd got FCK on on the bucket yeah. instead, and it was it was one of those a picture speaking a thousand yeah, words. Yeah. Um, but again, it was that. Um, poking fun at themselves, themselves, admitting that there was a problem, yeah, yeah, and and sort of turning that into an advert, and and from a social media point of view, turning a negative into a positive, yeah. and and generating the publicity from from that as well. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Clever. And I, and I do know a person who who uh, po- who worked for I think it was Burger King as a um, social media executive or what, what basically he wrote the tweets for them or he, it, it had a sort of shift at where he was in charge of the burger king account and one of his tweets went viral and he actually had it printed and pl- on a plaque on his bedroom wall which i thought was quite funny i can't remember the tweet but he that that's how serious these people take it yeah. so whoever came up with that kfc idea was probably uh, very proud of it because that uh, you know the more retweets the more um shares the the be- the better isn't it in this yeah. day and age? And if- well, there was, you just reminded me then of um, Burger King using um, a McDonald's advert um, for vacancies, right? And it was I think it was basically come and work for a king, not a clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh. I mean that's it. It's but just, people love controversy, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know Mercedes and BMW on ads for many, many, for decades, have, have always been good sparring partners. Yeah, yeah. On, you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek jibes at each other yeah. and, and this, that, and the other. So, uh, yeah, it, it makes for it makes entertainment, for it. I think. Absolutely. You know, Caterpillar Gate recently with uh, Marks and Spencers and Aldi yeah. with poor old Colin. Oh, yeah. It was all over the, the, the news and social media but, and things like both that. Both companies... You know, record sales for both yeah. on both sides, yeah. so it it does work. And I true, think- true to form, Aldi was taking it more tongue in cheek, yeah. than you know, as you'd expect M and S, yeah, to yeah. be quite a bit more serious privileged. about things, yeah. But uh, interesting, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for joining us um, for the video. Thank you for network. having me. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've we've touched on so much, and I think uh, the important thing that I'm taking away from this podcast, as I knew when we came in, was all about trust. Trust yeah, huge. And, and building that sort of relationship with somebody, uh, not just in marketing, in any position um, out there before you, you sell your services to them. Because as I've said, you're putting your neck on the line to to bring us in, to to fulfill your client's request. And if you, if you don't trust us to do a good job, then you know what's the point? This podcast has been brought to you by Insight Video.